calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. I'm diking out, you're diking out. Let's dike out together. See what it's all about. Diking out, diking out, diking out, diking out. Hi, and welcome to Diking Out, a podcast where a couple of dykes dike out each week about stuff going on in the news and invite a special guest to dike out with us on a special topic. I'm Carolyn Bergier. And I'm Sarah York. And today we'll be diking out with actor and stand-up comedian Ashley Gavin on the topic of breakups. Oh my God. It's going to get... I I have a box of tissues in the studio just in case (laughs) anybody gets emotional. Um, Thanks so much, everybody, for joining us and diking out with us this week. And if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe and rate us on iTunes. And thank you to everyone who has done that so far. You guys are great. I'm going to jump into the news, and I say this every week, but we're really going to be better at time management this time (laughs) because there's so much to cover when it comes to breakups. Uh, We've had a bunch of them, and and they're different. They're different for sex relationships, I think, than hetero relationships. Mm. Not that I would really know my breakups and hetero relationships (laughs) all happened in middle school. (laughs) When you emailed me and you were like, tell us about like a lesbian breakup that really affected you. I was like, I've only had lesbian breakups. I can't (laughs) even remember a straight break, like my seventh grade only guy I ever dated. Like I was like, is that my straight breakup? I don't know. Yeah. I had one boyfriend in sixth grade and one in seventh grade and, or no, eighth grade. The eighth grade one, we never even kissed. Uh, so those breakups are pretty for easy. Like an afternoon in fifth grade, <laughs> <laughs> that was it. He was my boyfriend, and then he wasn't, and we didn't speak to each other the entire time. It was great. Uh, well, speaking of friends, we'd rather be dating than boys. Um, <laughs> Kate McKinnon was on the cover of Vanity Fair, and I tried to get. Um, I tried to get a copy of her on the cover yesterday, and they didn't have them at the Barnes & Noble. So I want to know why does Barnes & Noble exist if they're not going to carry Vanity <laughs> Fair with Kate McKinnon on the cover? It's pretty cool because it was shot by Annie Leibovitz, and mm. that means that Kate McKinnon is officially, officially big time. Like yeah. that's people shot by her. That's like a whole different class of like she's officially 
an icon mm-hmm. or a daikon, as we like to say. <laughs> she uh, became a daikon for me when she ruined Ghostbusters for all the men that didn't like the fact that there were women in that movie. Yes, she was definitely the best like part ruining, of Ghostbusters. Ruining the childhood of men, I think, is like is kind of the first step of of daikonery, <laughs> and she really she nailed it. I don't know. I've been following her for a few years, and it like didn't. I was. I've been kind of thinking the same thing. Like when? When is she considered like a household name? Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like now she must be. I uh, think with, for with sure. two yeah. Emmys, like that's especially two Emmys from Saturday, Saturday Night Live. She's like making history. I think she was the first ever from Saturday Night Live to 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 win a uh, Best Actress Emmy. Oh yeah. I think so. Okay. Oh, cool. Maybe or one of very very few, or it hadn't happened in decades. Like yeah. Yeah, I can't think of anyone else, and I. Have followed them and just think it's time. a sketch show. Like yeah. she's yeah. the best actress from a sketch show. Yeah. Like that's incredible. Like a twice, unbelievable. Yeah. Well, and and Hillary Clinton, that was such a that's such a hard impression to nail down. Yeah. And she's far and away the best one. I mean, Amy Poehler knew when she was doing her uh, impression of Hillary Clinton knew that it wasn't a real impression. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. asked her to do it because she was like the only blonde person. On, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on SNL that could maybe pass as Hillary Clinton, but Kate McKinnon really captured oh, really nails it. those quirks in, in Hillary's personality. I also love that even though she's like so obviously liberal, she's a gay woman, but like she leans into both sides of the impression, like the mm-hmm. like the sort of the evilness that like people on the right side of the aisle think about Hillary. Obviously, I don't think Hillary's right. evil, but like yeah. she kind of like leans into that and yeah. I think that's so cool. Like she plays the positive and the negative yeah. perception of this you know, character, this political character. I don't know. Yeah, that's yeah. Super that cool. power hungry yeah, yeah. aspect yeah. of it is there. But she does it in a way that we can all laugh at it, that it's not as uh she doesn't make Hillary threatening. Right. Which yeah. Hillary was just threatening by existing. Right. Uh, so it was nice for her to lean into that and somehow make it not threatening. Um Kate McKinnon is Pretty interesting to me uh, because she did start out on the Big Gay Sketch Show. I think that's what it was called. And so she's basically been out, but she's a very private person. And she doesn't like to talk about herself or her personal life. So whenever you see her in an interview, she's visibly uncomfortable Mm -hmm. talking about herself because she's a character. She's, She's a character actress. And she is most comfortable when she's in character. I've seen her perform live at... UCB and it's funny how comfortable she is being a, a Swedish performer who does Rihanna covers <laughs> versus just being uh, being herself. But it it's so hard this day and age to to separate yourself as an entertainer and yourself as a person with social media. And Kate McKinnon is like one of the few people I think mm-hmm. has successfully done that. Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah. So pick up Vanity Fair. All right, next topic. From a BBC article, Kong's Court of Appeal has ruled that a British lesbian who moved to the territory with her partner should be granted a dependent visa. And the visa, it's usually only given to husbands and wives of foreigners working in Hong Kong. Um, and it was denied because she was not considered a spouse. But then she was able to get it. So uh, same-sex marriage is banned in that territory. But discrimination based on sexual orientation is illegal. Uh, we like to we like to cover these articles the just victories. to remind everyone <laughs> that there that we still have a ways to go, both yeah. um, in our own country and around the world. Last episode, we talked about Ray Moore, and of course, he won. The man who thinks that being gay should be illegal won the Senate runoff race in Alabama. <sighs> 
Uh, and if there's any hope in this country, he will be defeated. I have heard some Republicans speak out and say that they won't vote for him. I mean, this guy, he literally thinks that there are communities in Indiana and Illinois that are ruled by Sharia law. He's wow. just, he gets all his info from InfoWars, much right. like our president. And <laughs> it's a very sad state of affairs. Not that I think that he could get any legislation done in the Senate when it comes to those kind of things. But just the it's just, it's just embarrassing. Yeah. We need to stop it. Um, and uh, another note, just to remind us how far we've come, but also how far we have to go. Um, in China, um, which is, you know, related to... To Hong Kong, even though mm-hmm. Hong Kong doesn't want to be. Uh, it's not <laughs> illegal to be gay in China, but homosexuality uh, up until 2001 was considered a mental disorder. Oh, my. So for the first decade and a half of my life, I was mentally ill. Yeah. <laughs> in China. In China. Right. <laughs> mentally ill in China is a cool name for a band, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mentally ill um, <laughs> All right. And our last story, look, look at the speed we're zipping through these mm-hmm. <laughs> news topics because none of them have to do with Whitney Houston and then I don't get <laughs> sidebarred. So Google recognizes your Chicanic scholar Gloria, and I'm going to butcher this name, Enzaldua, uh, with a Google doodle. And I bring this up because uh, LGBT history is something that's not found in textbooks. Yeah. So one of the few things I think the internet has been good for <laughs> is gay people, mm-hmm. uh, because it's allowed <laughs> it has been good for gay us. people to find each other yeah. and to learn about each and other. And for straight people to find gay people. And for straight mm-hmm. people to find gay people. <laughs> <laughs> or at least video of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um, yeah, I, I was reading also how uh, California in 2011, I think they passed a law to incorporate more LGBT history into textbooks because you would read oh, textbooks so cool. and stuff about um, people who were queer, and but that was never mentioned. So like Alan kind of Turing. Yeah. yeah. Alan Turing is my favorite one because before I was a comedian, I was a computer scientist. And oh, yeah. Yeah, that's I right. remember learning in college that uh, he, when I was, you know, this is like a decade ago that like, mm-hmm. oh, he's gay. And I don't know. Just kind of, just kind of cool. I'm glad yeah. they did the movie about him. I'm glad that they like knighted him. I think retroactively, like that. I think they did. Yeah. Or like they forgave him for his crimes. <laughs> yeah. Quote unquote. Yeah. Or oh, whatever. Thanks, guys. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. I just thought that was super cool. And then it's just always cool to find out that like someone that you admired and then and you just had no idea mm-hmm. also happened to be gay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fun little moment. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a it's a shame that that history isn't taught to people so that we're invisible <laughs> in the in the past. And meanwhile, uh, LGBT people have been accomplishing things and uh, we should appreciate mm-hmm. all that they've done and give them some recognition because not only did they do the hard work of fighting Nazis and going to outer space, but mm-hmm. they uh, they had to do that all while, you know... Um, living with having to be closeted and all those struggles that come with that. So that's kind of tough. And it's cool that Google is, uh, you know, promoting people who you may not have heard of. And also something for me that I recently learned, and there's always a, a learning moment I would hope on the show, is what uh, Chicanx means and uh, Latinx. So I 
there's like Latino, Latina, mm. Chicano, Chicana, but then having X at the end of it is a more gender neutral, non-binary way, oh, okay. which is interesting because in, yeah. you know, Spanish and French and romance languages, a lot of things are male or female, like yeah. an apple is female or, you know, uh, a chair is, I don't know. My it's French, probably male. Yeah, my French teacher is going to be. <laughs> I think it, I learned that a tie is, is female in, oh, right. in yeah. French, and I always thought that was interesting. Like, yeah. oh, they really put no thought into this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and maybe for the better. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there is a lot of uh, cross-gendering of, <laughs> yeah. of items in those languages, but um, those are terms that are being... Uh, used more in the in the Latin community right to describe people from uh, Mexico or Latin American heritage. That was a learning moment for me. Uh, and props to Google for dedicating a day. The one thing, though, is uh, they did it on her birthday. And uh, this scholar, she passed away in 2004. And they're like, oh, today's her uh, 75th birthday. I'm like, no, it's not. She's dead. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that they did that on purpose or they just didn't know that she was dead? Oh, no. no I think they did on purpose. It, it's kind of that right. thing where people are like, oh, this person would have been 80 today. And I'm like, except not because they're dead. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very weird thing for I, I know it's kind of weird to think about it. Yeah. I think it's more morbid when people wish dead people a happy birthday and pretend they're still alive yeah. because it's like, no, they had those years <laughs> robbed from them. Like yeah. they never knew what it was like to get out of student loan debt or, right. or wh- whatever it was the case with that person. So, uh, I, that's yeah. what my grandkids will say about me. She died at 94 and never knew what it was like to get out of student loan debt. <laughs> I mean, and she and was then, almost there though. She had 19 years left. <laughs> at what point do you stop to, you know, if you're mm-hmm. like, Oh, this person would have been like 85 today. And I was like, yeah. no, even if they were healthy, they might not have lived to, to 85. So yeah, like, we can yeah, stop you're right. Like you stop 80. at a hundred. Yeah. Does <laughs> anyone say what, what William Shakespeare would have been? Right. Like, yeah. I don't yeah. think like 500. Yeah, and, yeah. I don't even. Today would have been his 511th birthday. <laughs> yeah. What a shame. <laughs> so everyone's like, happy birthday, William Shakespeare. I'm like, why? It's not. I feel like, like the one thing about a birthday, it's like you've earned it. Like that you get a happy birthday because you, you did it. You survived mm-hmm. another year. <laughs> yeah. Good job. Stop wishing wishing these dead losers birthdays. <laughs> yeah. They're losers. Kind of they dies not, anyway. They didn't earn it. <laughs> oh God. I'm so oh, cold. We're good people. So excited to have Ashley Gavin in the studio with us today. You have seen her on Gotham Comedy Live on Access TV, Fox's Laughs, CISO, and on Sirius XM Comedy Central Radio. Man, this is making me feel bad about my accomplishments. <laughs> it uh, means nothing. <laughs> and uh, I'm especially excited to have her on to talk about breakups because since we met a few years ago, and actually this goes for Sarah mm-hmm. too, um, when, when I met both of you, we were all in relationships that we are not in anymore, and they were pretty significant relationships in our lives. Yeah. Mine was a marriage, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and we are no longer in in uh, in those relationships. So there's there's a lot we're of all so we've all broken. got at least one. We're all broken. <laughs> yeah, we all have at least <laughs> at least one. Um, so we'll start with this question of what's the difference between a same sex breakup and a hetero breakup? Hmm. Great question. So the relationship that you're referring to that I was in, I was in for six years. But Mm -hmm. I always tell people you can measure it four to six years because (laughs) – 
the breakup was such an intense <laughs> two-year process. Oh, my. Like, yeah. we were breaking up and getting back together and breaking up. And what are we? Are we on a break? Like, then we're going on vacation together. And, like, it just, like, was so incredibly. And I think it was also long distance having to do with that as well. But Jerry Seinfeld has this amazing joke that breaking up with someone is like trying to knock over a vending machine. <laughs> like it takes a few pushes to really get it going. Oh, yeah. And I feel like with lesbians, you're knocking over the U-Haul van. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. it's just a big, it's going to take more rocks. It takes yeah. more pushing. I love that. There's more I like custody battle with the cats and the right. dogs and everything. There's just the so much, oh, yeah. so much sharing blazers. on. The shared clothing. I lost half my wardrobe. Yes. Like, we were the same size, so, uh, but. Um, yeah, I only date women my size, not because I'm shallow, because I'm thrifty. I'm very thrifty. <laughs> <laughs> Jay Fox Jones calls that a same-sex, same-size relationship. Yes. <laughs> so funny. She's a hilarious comedian. She's oh, awesome. I love that. I don't think I've heard her say that. It's so funny. <laughs> That's perfect. Uh, but yeah, mine took forever to get out of, and yeah. now I'm like really not sure when we broke up, because we were doing that thing where I think we just always assumed we would get back together. And yeah. one day we saw each other and it was, I was the winner. Like, <laughs> I think she really thought we were going to get back together and then we, we didn't. And it, we, we had no closure. It just sort of like we were still rocking and it just stopped. Mm. Did you run into each other on accident or did you make the point to see each other and then? Um, we, she was in New York. So like I saw her because she was like in the area. She's oh, from okay. LA okay. and it just, just sort of ended. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that because, uh, I, I mean, I, I know hetero breakups, too, that go through the many iterations mm-hmm. of breaking up and getting back together, breaking up and getting back together. But for for lesbians, I think that friendship that women form within the relationship um, makes it a lot harder. And then also the fact that the lesbian community is a, a lot smaller. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're like, oh, there are plenty of fish in the sea. In in the moment, you feel like, oh my gosh, there's only two other fish in the sea, and they're dating each other. And, yeah, and I'm never gonna meet. Like, yeah, I really play the alone. science game where I'm just like statistically, like I'd be going through Bumble, I'd be like, I've seen this person, I know this oh, person, yeah. I've seen this person, yep. I know this person. Like, yeah, and and then just thinking like of the things that we had in common that were so important to me, or the things about her that were so important to me, like. You, you narrow that down, you're talking about like 10 people. Like, sure. like how many people are like this? And you're really convinced you're never going to meet anyone else. Yeah, yeah. I, I brought that up on a past episode that I really, I did the the math as well when I was debating. Isn't it crazy my, that we my both from 10 years math? ago, that. right? That's why oh, I love that you said that. Yeah. yeah, that I I looked at the population of Atlanta <laughs> that I was living in at the time and calculated like what percentage were lesbians, what percentage were lesbians yeah. in like my dating range. Only lesbians I did that bring exact up census thing. data to I, figure out their dating pool. I forgot <laughs> the number, but I literally calculated the number. And one day I was just curious when I was on OkCupid and I yeah. brought up all the lesbians. I was like, no filters, just show me all the lesbians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I kept scrolling down and kept scrolling. And I got to the end. <laughs> I reached the like, end. I reached oh, yeah. the end. I, I saw every lesbian in New York City on OkCupid. <laughs> yeah. Every single one. And I thought, I've done that. could a straight person ever do this? No. There's Never. no way. There's no way. Yeah. It, would take, it would take like a year of, of scrolling without refreshing your phone at any point. Oh, my God. Um, and all of them were garbage. I was like, this <laughs> oh, yeah. is garbage. Oh, my God. How sad was the OkCupid gay girl scene for... I mean, I haven't seen it in years, but like, 
I I missed it. Um, you did well. It you was, really you didn't miss nothing. anything. Yeah. <laughs> we were the only acceptable people we on were. there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I I feel like we could do a separate podcast just on my experiences, specifically online dating post break, like the post breakup where you get. You know, you reactivate the account and you fucking click the link from your email and you're uh, like, I'm back in and <laughs> I nothing's out. changed. <laughs> I missed out on all of that. Uh, I saw, a, I saw students that I used to teach engineering really? <laughs> to on there and I was just like, oh no, oh, that's, like, that's how bad it that's- is. <laughs> I, yeah, I think, I mean, part of it, yeah, it's like coworkers and, and friends and stuff like that and getting paired with them. That seems weird to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me at the time when, um, when I broke up with my, my ex 10 years ago, we were living in Atlanta and the scene in Atlanta isn't that big. And I just went to look on OkCupid and I saw that she was there. I'm like, anybody that I go on a date on, she's probably... <laughs> gone out with them too or you know or i'm gonna i i don't want to have to to run into her on that no no way yeah it's hard um i wish there were filters like like i wish there were like a femininity filter yeah you know (laughs) what i mean like i could slide that dial all the way yeah for your type like i could just be like i don't because i don't date butch women so like i wish i could just like take the dial and filter out right yeah but there's no there's nothing like that yeah they should do it like in terms of they should have like a celebrity on each end of the spectrum and yeah. you can just put the dial. Like you can put like, I don't know, someone super femme like Amber Heard on one side and then like Leah Delaria on the other. Yeah. And you're like, I want somewhere more towards this and that. That'd be great. Or, or you can do what Sarah does and just date straight women. <laughs> oh, that's, Which is that's my personal life. That. I do. Like, oh. I, I'm sorry. Any I'm sorry. I know. Bust me out. Yeah. I, um, I've only dated straight women. Yeah. One, of, one yeah. of them considers so herself bisexual. I'm finally meet another one. I People only- really hate it, don't they? They <laughs> yeah. get so mad at us. And oh. It's like we're just falling in love. Yeah. Leave us alone. Yeah. I don't hate it. It just sounds like my own personal nightmare. It's hell. To, it's hell. To I'm be. not it's lying. Hell. It's hell. It's hell, but there are, there are other benefits. I mean, men have set such a low bar for like everything oh, yeah. emotionally and sexually. the best significant that, other. Yeah, always. Oh, could, I, I will tell you one um, – my one of my exes, uh, I won't say the order because then they might know if they're listening. <laughs> uh, wasn't wasn't great in bed, and oh, then sh- I've never met a lesbian not good in bed. Oh, I have. Well, we were we were teenagers, so oh, okay. and then years later, I met one of her girlfriends, and she was dating somebody who had only been with men before, and we were at a bar, and her new girlfriend came up to me and was like. Isn't she awesome in bed? I'm like, oh, you don't know I'm any sorry. better. Yeah. <laughs> and sex must have been there's a lot, horrible for yeah. you up until now. There's a like, lot of statistics yeah. on that. Like, what, mm-hmm. lesbians are way more satisfied. We oh, we yeah. have a we have a great number of things to offer straight girls. Mm-hmm. If you're listening, um, yeah. we have a lot of things to offer <laughs> that you probably don't realize. Right. I know that it comes with the whole like coming out to your parents thing, but really, <laughs> yeah. I think we offset it. We so do, come yeah. Come on over. There's think, no gay agenda. We're we're not trying to convert you, but no, we're no, trying no. to convert you. But if it happens, then yeah. that's great. <laughs> I feel it's like a, I, it's a resume booster, if anything. <laughs> I'm in the studio with two alpha lesbians right now. <laughs> I, I always thought I was an alpha lesbian, but now I'm just yeah. like, oh. <laughs> 
Now I'm the, I'm the alpha lesbian that just has to bring the cookies to the meeting. Right. You know? <laughs> I don't get a spot at the podium. Oh, man. I didn't know that was a term. I just I, learned it. I, now I, I am I love one. it. <laughs> I've always sort of felt that way, yeah. yeah. I think it's just because of how I kind of carry myself. I have no choice but to carry myself like like an alpha lesbian. I'm six feet tall and I'm, I'm built oh, like... Oh, damn. Yeah. Yeah, like I'm I'm genetically predisposed to being like the Gotta distractingly lean, gay person in the room. Lean into your type. Yeah, lean yeah. into your strengths. Absolutely. Yeah. See, I, I like to think I'm a bet, but I'm really a Tina. I think that's... <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that to yourself. In my mind. Okay, well, it depends on what season, because every character of the L word changed from season to season. But whatever yeah. season Tina was good, I would say that's more the reality of Yeah, me, the L word really embraced the whole not no character consistency thing. Oh, <laughs> It was terrible, uh, but bringing it back to breakups because oh, yeah. the L word is something that I will chase that down a rabbit hole for, for a month if you let me. Yeah. Um, do you stay friends with your exes? No. Yes. I'm sorry. It's I okay. mean, so That's it depends, okay. and it depends That's on the amount thing. of time. I'm still trying. Um, Caitlin, if you're listening to this, I really do want to be friends. I've been trying... <laughs> To put it out there that, like, I'm ready for a friendship. I'm not interested. Guys, okay. (laughs) My ex-girlfriend of four to six years (laughs) is dating my doppelganger right now. Oh, man. And I'm not offended by it. I'm more just intrigued because Mm -hmm. when I look Mm -hmm. at their Instagrams and their stories, which I do so using a source that makes it anonymous so they don't know that I'm doing it. But now they know that I'm doing it. When I watch it, it's like watching my parallel life, like another universe, because that's how much she looks like me. Really? I can show you guys a picture. We can post it on your website. I don't care. Yes. Because it's like, it's crazy. (laughs) Am I allowed to do that? I'm going to turn my phone off airplane mode so I can pull it up. But I want to be friends with her mostly to discuss why she's dating my doppelganger, (laughs) because it is fascinating. That is interesting. Um, I have a little bit of experience with that, not in... Not in like ex, not in people you would consider exes from relationships, but women that I've very casually dated. I, I'm telling you, every single time it ends, it would end with her and I. The next thing I would see on like social media was her and her new girlfriend who looks just like me, but like not co- just like a slightly tweaked version of me. Yeah. Like if, like if. Someone cast the next season of my life, but yes. I wasn't available. They cast an actor right. who kind of no, looked like it's me. It's like they're casting for me. Yeah. Here, I've got it. Oh, my God. Oh, I just knocked it. She does look like you. It's That's crazy. And this is like... And, and Ashley's not wearing it right now, but it's hard to find Ashley not wearing plaid. Right. So that, that, that picture really like, brings it home. Then it, Right, she's wearing plaid in the picture. But then if you look at like her other pictures where she's like more normally... She dresses just... Just like me, like she 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 usually wears a hat. Yeah. Like yeah. it's very so has a type. Obviously, yeah, and it's just like really and weird. <laughs> and I want to I want to talk to her about yeah. it. Yeah, um, but I like to be friends with my exes just because, like, like you said, there's a fr- there's more than a relationship. It's different. You, yeah. There's a friendship there. Like mm-hmm. because like if you weren't gay, you'd probably be best friends. You'd probably just be hanging out. Yeah. So when you break up, you like lose this really really great friend. Um. So that's why I've I've stayed uh, friends with. All of my exes, except for the one that I'm like currently working on. Mm-hmm. I'm friends with. I'm. I'm still friends with a few people that I that I very casually, very quickly dated. I guess you could say, like, yeah. or went on dates with. Um, there's a couple in particular that I'm. I still text with fairly regularly about like pop culture and politics and annoying people and things that I know, I know that we have 
specifically in common, but not like general how are you kind of stuff. Um, I, I though, like what you said about losing a good friend, the only person I feel like I do have a friendship with that's worth keeping is my current girlfriend if we were to break up in the future. Like I, I've, all of my exes though, I've, they're all good people, but I just never, we never started as friends mm-hmm. because I met them on like OkCupid. So it, we always went into that in, in the context of like, you know, a potential romantic partner kind of thing. And there was no like build up. There was no friendship initially that built into a relationship with any of these people. So I just, I mm. really just didn't think, I didn't feel like I lost any, any sort of like, friendship or anything like that that was worth keeping which sounds worse than it is i don't know i i just it's have so like different now with online off. i've never met anyone online like successfully oh, yeah. so everyone i've met has been through like my school or work yeah or my life yeah yeah my girlfriend now i met met at work so it was organic finally but um yeah i just there was something about meeting people in that kind of inorganic way that i think I don't know, like the pretense it sets for the relationship is kind of weird. It's like not, you're not allowed to like, you're not allowed to let things grow naturally because that's not really how you met in the first place. At least that was my experience. I'm sure there's Mm -hmm. lots of really happy couples that met online and stayed together, but it just wasn't, it just didn't work for, for me. So I'm not friends with exes ever. So I, I'm sort of friend. I mean, I don't really keep in touch when we live in different cities, but with the, the exes that I had in high school, we were amicable after the breakup. I mean, my, my first girlfriend, uh, I, we had a little bit of a rough patch, but then found a way to be <laughs> friends once. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. It, I had a you flower know, you're... pot thrown at my head before we were friends with my, <laughs> one of my exes. Uh, my first ex asked me to punch her in the stomach. What? <laughs> Because Can we she, have a little context? <laughs> she thought she thought I'd be less angry at her if I could punch her in the stomach. Weird. And I was like, no, but she and we we worked together at a movie theater and she kept following me around being like, do it. I just want to get this over with. What? Just punch me in the stomach. So I did. Oh my god. Were you less angry at her after? Did it work? No, I just felt bad, and I just felt shitty about about myself. I'm How like, what? How hard did you punch her? I mean, I, I have, like, the upper body strength of my grandma. Like, it's, <laughs> it couldn't have been that hard. Like, had it been the other way around, it it might have been uh, – it could have been a lot worse because she yeah. did, like, shot put and, like, track. Ah, so did I. Shot put truly is the gayest sport. It is. I mean, I didn't even know that people in high school did that oh, until yeah. I met her. Shot put and I'm like, discus. this is really gay. How does mm-hmm. your mom not know? Are they, I know. Is everyone who does uh, now? I don't know any shot putters or discus mm-hmm. throwers. Are they all gay? Because it looks mm, that yeah, way. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, two how of them that, that were on my high school team are. But do is like how do I always wonder how like lesbian stereotypes like that happen? Like how. I think how just is this sixteen year old truth and reality? Like it's just it's just real. <laughs> it's, it's like a, chefs too; they're all gay. Yeah, it's like yeah, really, really yeah. There's certain uh, certain like disciplines or jobs mm-hmm. where I feel like there are a lot of lesbian public school teachers. Interesting. Oh yeah, I know too. Yeah, that makes sense. My my ex wife played in a lesbian basketball league, and I swear everyone I met was a public school teacher or a charter school teacher or some type of yeah. What, teacher what is it yeah i, I want to know what that and is i, I want to know like what teachers sociological 
I like I had a discussion with Kate Sisk, another comedian who's really really funny, and, sh- and she's gay, and she was like, uh, or she's bisexual. Um, but she was saying like, oh. They go into certain fields because, like, they grew up feeling a certain way. And mm-hmm. when you're, like, kind of rejecting the social norms, you feel, like, liberated to sort of try different things. But that doesn't explain why so many people try shot putting. So, yeah, yeah. Still turn to. I think it's just, it just happened to be, I don't know. Like, I, I knew two, well, I guess it was only one other woman on my on my team in high school while I was there. Um, who's like a confirmed gay now, but, uh, confirmed gay we're, and we're both like over six feet tall and like totally like broad shouldered. Like, I don't know. I think it's just, I think it's, it's the least elegant feminine thing you could possibly do athletically is be a shot, but thrower. Like <laughs> none, it's not like no guy, no high school guys like, yeah, we're going to the track meet cause we want to watch all those hot shot put girls. Like no, I no just, one. I want to meet a gay like a lesbian figure skater. I want to meet her. Oh, I don't know if that exists. No, no I no. want to meet her. Yeah. But then I would then I would date her. Yeah, I was going to say that that's your it's type. Like, <laughs> like r- rugby teams, those are all lesbians. Oh yeah. Softball teams, half lesbians. Volleyball teams, not so much. Why? Yeah. I know. It's not fair. Cuz the volleyball girls are hot. <laughs> Maybe that's why. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's funny. Um yeah, so so my my first ex girlfriend uh, after we got over me punching her in the stomach uh, <laughs> in high school, I would like to hope that that doesn't count as domestic abuse no. because she asked for it. But now I sound like a domestic abuser. She, <laughs> she was really asking for it. For it. <laughs> this is terrible. Some stories aren't meant to be retold <laughs> and put online forever, oh, but that's great. okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then. Yeah, my my next girlfriend, we stayed friends because we were more the the friendship was uh more significant than than the relationship. But then when I had my kind of and, and, and then with people that I had casual things with, you mm-hmm. know, definitely able to keep in touch with them and, and be friends, but the um first like long-term lesbian relationship I had I could not be friends with her after because we broke up so many times during the relationship Mm -hmm. and then we kept in touch and tried to sort of be friends and then it always led to us getting back together so (laughs) then I'm like if I'm gonna do this I need to cut her out of my life and she asked me if we could still be friends and I said not for a year and I want a year of you not contacting me. Mm. And I said that knowing very well that I had no intention of ever being her friend again. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I thought, I thought that's probably I thought the right way to do it. Yeah. Forget about it in, in a year. <laughs> <laughs> One year later. Are like elephants, you can take that literally or metaphorically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it didn't happen. But the, forget. The, the thing with me for breakups, it's like I think – it, the healthiest thing you could probably do is cut the person out because it's mm-hmm. the best thing you can do for your next relationship. Absolutely. So that oh, your yeah. ex isn't popping up, isn't, uh, you know, There's nothing worse than an ex that pops up. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's what I had had with, with that relationship was that her ex was such a thing in our relationship. And whether or not they were friends and there were still – it didn't end well, but they were still trying to be friends. But there were, like, some weird lingering feelings. And then, like, um, I had met her her ex. And then one time we were fighting and then she went and started 
trying to pick up on this woman in a bar who looked just like her ex. I just had to <laughs> bring that up. And I, I don't know. It, br- it brought all these like issues that made me feel terrible all the time. I'm like, I never want to make anybody feel this terrible because of an ex who is no longer no longer needs to be in my life. Yeah, mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily mean anything, but like to the new to the new person you're with, like they don't yeah. they don't know the full story. They don't yeah. know every aspect. Even if you explain it to them, they just can't yeah. really know and it just seems like an unresolved issue. Yeah. So. And and it was hard with when I went through my divorce because that relationship, we had been friends for a couple of years before we started dating. So we truly were friends and maybe in the end we would have maybe Probably because we're divorced, uh, been better off just staying <laughs> friends. <laughs> uh, in hindsight, in hindsight, <laughs> I don't know, but it that was one of the hardest ones I struggled with with not being friends with uh, because the the divorce was for the best, and once I got over the initial anger, it was like, oh man, she really was my closest friend for for years, and now I don't have that. And that's kind of a bummer. And I don't really feel anger or anything towards her anymore. And I don't, mm-hmm. like, I had really processed the the divorce well and uh, wasn't, like, emotionally attached to her anymore. Didn't feel, like, in love with her or, like, longing for her or any of that anymore. Mm-hmm. So it, it was hard to be, like, you know, because I, I could see us being friends. But then now with my wife that would be terrible for her, for me to be hanging out with my ex-wife or talking Mm -hmm. to my ex-wife. And then my wife would have to wonder if I'm telling things to my ex-wife that she doesn't know or talking about my current relationship, Mm -hmm. you know. It's just not worth it. those kind of details. Yeah, it's just not worth it any way you slice it up. And it's a sucky thing that that comes with breakups, but I don't know. I try to to do like the, the healthiest thing, which is also the hardest thing. Yeah. I think, and that's definitely one of the cases. I think it's smart, though, because, like, the friend, the one friendship, the, the best friendship that I have from an ex uh, who coincidentally told me that she was straight during the breakup, and, like, <laughs> that was the first time that happened, so ah. I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. Uh, wow. So, like, my heart, oh, my God, I can't even tell you. My heart. Um, but <laughs> she is seven years later reset her tinder preferences to be bisexual and i was like uh, see yeah i knew it yeah. uh, i knew it uh <laughs> you just did she just like never formally came out she never had like her own process yeah like i yeah. forced it out of her and then she had to like recalibrate but anyway uh but that breakup we were able to become friends because we didn't talk to each other for like six months a year or something yeah and now we're now we're friends and sometimes i forget that we dated Oh, okay. It's like That's nice. Cool. It's like a nice friendship. Yeah. Well, so I think sometimes you can go, you kind of have to skip a generation of exes. Yeah. And then it doesn't mm. matter as much the the person you're with, but then it doesn't always work out. So <laughs> I'm going to bring this up and I, I apologize if they're listening and their feelings get hurt, but I, I do want to talk about this. So that first ex that I mentioned that was on and off and I said I didn't want to be friends for a year and whatever and then uh we actually had some really weird interactions after we broke up because one Atlanta's a small city so I ran into them at a party and then uh I was on Craigslist trying to buy Ani DeFranco tickets and it was a <laughs> listing I know God I have the gayest stories I, I know, know. Yeah. 
<laughs> and I, so I uh, answer, I answer this ad, and then I get a call from my ex girlfriend, and she said, "Do I need to explain why I'm not going to give you my Annie DeFranco ticket?" Oh and I'm like, my God. "No." <laughs> Net- <laughs> I can't go on Craigslist anymore because no. it could be my ex. I can't cruise for Ani DeFranco tickets on Craigslist anymore because <laughs> I'll run into my ex-girlfriend. No. on Craigslist We can't anymore. have nice things no. or gay things. Oh, God. <laughs> That's the funniest thing I've That's ever That's amazing. Heard. I know. So I had all these like awkward interactions with her, and uh, I knew that, that she was not thrilled when I uh, – when she found out that I was engaged, um, that was also awkward. And then, yeah, we didn't talk for a while, but occasionally uh, they would reach out to me. And it, I don't know, it, it was always kind of like, man, like I'm I'm in bed with my wife. Like mm-hmm. I don't need to be getting texts from my ex. And, and then finally, after enough time passed, uh, they stopped doing that. And then on election night, I got a real nice email from them saying that they'd been like following my comedy online and they knew how much I liked Hillary Clinton and how political I am and everything and uh, just wanted to say they hoped I was doing okay. And this is after my divorce. So I thought, you know, since that relationship's gone and we've skipped a generation, Mm -hmm. maybe I can at least be on good terms with this ex again, who, you know, was an important part of my life at, at one point. So I I added them back on Facebook. Big mistake. Oh, oh no. no. And and they're very nice, and I'm sure the, the intentions are great, but it, it was this thing where all of a sudden I'm getting Facebook messages at like 2 a.m. or oh, midnight boy. or whatever, and it's like I'm with my now. Like, mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah, need it's the whole- to be like, oh, Ugh. sorry, my my ex ex yeah. is is sending me messages. Well, especially now with like you know like phones and everything, and like the like literally that person's name popping up on your phone is not something that anyone needs to. I don't know. It's just such a it's such a risk to your current relationship. At least in my world, it's like I do still I'm still in contact with my most recent ex because we have a dog together. But it's literally only. <laughs> About that, I know. Oh, I'm not, that's not quite as gay as the Ani DeFranco Craigslist thing, but I, I don't know. Oh, I know we have a I, dog together, but but that's all we ever talk. We do not discuss anything beyond the dog. Like we're not. I she, I firmly believe you she ser- does not want a friendship with me I'm either. Sorry, and it's I've just like, never actually met a person with a co like. Oh a, yeah, a joint custody. She of primarily a dog. takes care I of did. the dog. Yeah. So I know, how does actually, that make I you feel like? You're missing, like, every time you see the dog, they've grown so much. Nah, no, not at all. Okay. <laughs> no. I, I, it doesn't it, – the relationship – that relationship was not – it was flawed from the start, and a lot of it was my fault, and, like, we just weren't right together, and I think she would probably say the same thing. Um, but, yeah, like, it. so it is kind of – and it's kind of a, a point of contention a little bit with my girlfriend now is that, like, I do see this person every once in a while when we when we swap the dog in public, you know, like – um, but it's not, there's just so, there's absolutely nothing romantic between us. So it's just not like. And when you see that name pop up, of course, in your current, in her, in mind, her yeah, mind, yeah, yeah, it, it, it off, makes them like, it makes them wonder and yeah. like, and there's nothing there. And like, right. so why are you creating problems that don't exactly. exist? So it's, it's just not, it's not worth it. I also yeah. do the, uh, spiteful social media cleanse whenever I break up with someone, if there's oh, any yeah. evidence of them on like my Instagram profile or anything, I go through and I delete every single possible photo, 
it's not a, a hostile thing against the person, but when I'm going through a, a breakup, I go through and I delete photos because for my future, mm-hmm. yeah, like if I'm seeing someone in the future, I don't want that person to scroll through. And my you could stuff like, if you want to like, have oh, happy memories, into... you can yeah. just save it to your personal drive or something. Yeah, like it's it's just like not. I don't know. I'm really heartless when it comes to moving on from people. I think I'm, it's a I'm too much of a softy. I think it, it was tough for me, especially with the divorce, throwing out my wedding photos. Oh no! Oh, like I mean, the I little act think. of oh. throwing them in the garbage can, like yeah, the well, physical I, ones. Yeah, what do the... you do with them? Because it was a happy day, and it could it be a happy memory. And the the pictures were gorgeous. I looked amazing, <laughs> and, and we paid <laughs> X many we paid dollars. a lot yeah. of money for those photos. <laughs> so I still have the the digital copies, and I don't need to destroy them. Maybe I can sell them to Getty Images for <laughs> stock lesbian wedding photography or something. Uh, <laughs> That that would actually be that terrible. That just made me yeah. think, yeah, are imagine. a lot of those stock photos just ended relationships? Right. Like, you know what? Here you go, Getty. Just take it. <laughs> uh, I, I do know a gay man who took engagement photos, and then the engagement was called off, and then somebody else I know who works in advertising found those when they were pulling stock images of gay men <laughs> and was like, do you know that? That's actually really smart. Those yeah. photos are are uh, up for sale oh, for the rights. I'm like, yeah. And he was like, yeah, good. I put them there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday. So make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. I, I do want to say I that's how serious I took uh, breaking off that relationship from, from 10 years ago was that I gave up custody of my dog. So we had a dog as well. And she said that we could share him, and I didn't want anything to do with her mm-hmm. at that time. I'm like, I need this that to be the cleanest break possible. It was because that dog. I mean, I I picked him out. I took him to the vet. I paid mm. for all his shots. I took him. I took him to work. I named him. Oh. And that was the hardest part. Yeah, <laughs> the breakup. Honestly, was losing was losing the dog, and I was heartbroken. And anytime I saw a dog that was the same breed. I, I would start crying and mm-hmm. uh, and she still has him and you know why like, did she wait why did she get custody of the dog well she wanted to, to share and I thought yeah I, I already felt bad enough that I was breaking up with her and it it was really hard for her and if she wanted the dog and I wasn't going to do joint custody so it was either like I keep the dog or you keep the dog. Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, I'm not going to let you just have the dog. I'm like, okay, then I will let you just have the dog because it's more important to me that I have this clean break. Yeah, yeah that's interesting. The The custody of different items in the breakup. This is another Seinfeld oh. topic. Like, yeah. does the yeah. winner get them because yeah. they deserve them because they are the victor? They ended the relationship. They're no. moving on. Or does right. the loser no. get the them loser because gets of the heartbreak? It. The loser yeah, exactly. gets it, and that's how it that's how it worked. In uh, so she got she got the dog, she got the Wii, 
she <laughs> got the Wii. She got at the time the Wii was our prized right. possession. All right, this was ten years ago, and she just it sold it stuff. on Craigslist for <laughs> right. ten bucks. Yeah, that Wii I had to stand outside a game center or whatever they're called at like five a.m. on Black Friday oh, to get. Are you, are you a gamer? <laughs> Not really, but I do like the, the Wii is. Like crosses the divide of yeah, the game I, to the non. I mean, I like I like Zelda and and mm-hmm. Mario. I mean, they have Wii at like in like retirement communities. Yeah, like yeah. anyone can use it. All right, all right. They're yeah. fun. No, it's, it's nothing. <laughs> the Wii is great. I'm a fan of the Wii. I'm a yeah. Wii fan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so I I lost that and uh, she took most of the furniture, but she didn't take the bed because emotionally that would be too hard for her. I'm like, that's fine. I'll take the bed. I don't want to like <laughs> yeah. beds are expensive. I don't want to have to buy. Uh, a new bed but then I did kind of like a year later I kind of regretted giving too much stuff and then Sarah when you were going through your breakup mm-hmm. and you were feeling bad and you're like oh, I'm just gonna let her have I'm like don't you yeah. will regret it <laughs> take your fair share no way man. of everything and I don't, I don't care about things I'm just like I, yeah you can have everything I'm yeah just leave. I'm such a softie I would let go of literally everything yeah. I think the yeah. one thing that I wouldn't let go of is my cat now, no matter how attached someone got to that yeah. cat, that yeah. is like from my cat. My cat I've had for almost ten years now, and that well, that's is my, reasonable. Well, that's my yours. Yeah. yeah, I did get the cat with this. This whole breakup conversation is so funny. I love how the items are weaving out in and out of yeah. different relationships. <laughs> I got the cat with the original girlfriend from college. Mm. We found him on campus, and we, she actually was the one who found him, and we took care of him mm-hmm. and then I was the loser in the relationship so, so got I got cat. to keep the cat yeah. all right I, I was we'd only had him a month so it was like a lot oh okay uh, yeah more fluid our dog was an ill-advised adoption very early on in the relationship and <laughs> it was just like no like I should take the dog because the dog was like a hundred percent my idea but and How? it's like and it's and everyone thinks that like oh are it is she insisting on keeping the dog? I'm like, no, I'm just too busy and lazy to take the dog. Like I'm the, the a-hole in this situation because the dog I'm pretty sure is like, you got her pregnant with the dog. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm the deadbeat who like yeah. isn't involved. I literally How send many her money every in? once in a while when I have it. Like I'm, I'm as, I'm a legit deadbeat with this thing. Like I do take her when I have the time, but I haven't, I haven't set up my life in a Poor way that, that can take, I know. And Lenny's so great. She's the cutest. Uh, I'm going to eventually take her full time. If probably. the dog becomes a successful rapper <laughs> or R and B singer, will you like She's magically really appear back yeah. in the dog's life? <laughs> yeah, totally. Once she hits it big, I'm gonna be like, On Instagram. Lenny, I'm your other mom. Remember? I'm just thinking about like Justin Bieber's dad, oh, or, yeah. Like, yeah, Drake's yeah. dad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. I I should take her because my ex is like really busy with. School and work and all these things, and I'm sure that the dog is presenting <laughs> somewhat of a burden on her. But I don't know. I'm just I can't get it's over like, what, what an asshole dad I, you are. I honestly am the worst dad. Like I am a, a complete deadbeat, and I take full responsibility for it. I want to know how many weeks into the relationship the dog decision was made. Um, well, the move-in decision was made five months in, and the dog That's decision was fast. made a week after that. So That's fast. 
too That's fast. fast but in when, New York City, I don't even live with my current girlfriend, and we've been together for a year and a half. So. Yeah. If you if you don't live in New York City, then you don't know that people move in here way faster yeah. than they would in any other city because it's so expensive, and it also takes forever to get anywhere. It takes yeah. like at least forty five minutes to get yeah. to a different a, neighborhood a in the Brooklyn, city, or like a a Brooklyn to like we were uptown Manhattan relationship exactly we is were. like long distance. Yeah. Yeah. We were, I was. In Wood, I was literally at the tip of Manhattan, and she was in Williamsburg. And Impossible. we both had, like, shitty roommate situations of, you know, leases that were coming to an end. And it's like, oh, let's move in again. It was completely – we shouldn't have done it, period. We weren't even that cl- – like, in hindsight, and I'm again, I'm sure she would agree, we were not compatible in that way. Like, we shouldn't have done that. Um, but my girlfriend now, we practically live together because she's – I don't know, because we live – one block apart. So mm. it's like there's not there's no real like distant stress for our relationship at all. Um but yeah, we're kind of taking that slow because I will never make that move in decision lightly again. When is it appropriate to move in? I like in a regular mm. relationship and then what is the conversion rate? Because I, yeah. I really want to actually nail it down. Like the straight I feel like straight couples like two years, I guess. Two years, you really? Think? I was gonna I say know. a year. Uh, I think straight couples wait longer, especially if we're talking about outside I mean, of what's New York City. But for me, after after that, my first huge breakup and we were living together and then I had to pay to break the lease mm-hmm. and I moved in with a dude temporarily, which I did not enjoy, and then uh, <laughs> and then moved in with a, a lesbian friend, which was much better. And uh, and I made a rule for myself that I will not live with anyone unless I'm engaged to them. But if you're not into getting married or anything, mm-hmm. then I guess you don't have that, <laughs> that marker. And, uh, and, and that was true. So this time when I got married, uh, my wife and I, we didn't move in with each other until uh, I put a ring on it. Oh, great. Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't know that. I feel That's like cool. Yeah. Moving in, yeah, a year to two years, I think seems reasonable. I think it's yeah. reasonable. Yeah. Right. And I feel like with lesbians, like you hear that six month figure a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Like the six month thing. I know. If you can, if you can just push through that without moving in together, then you'll be okay. Yeah. I feel like, like maybe it's... there's like a sobering, <laughs> like a sobering up that happens yeah. after that, and then maybe you can. We should get little poker <laughs> chips for each month that we go without moving in. <laughs> You made it. Yeah. I know you love her, but I got you my made 12 it. Month I'm going to make Diking Out branded. Yeah. Lesbian resistance. Yeah. <laughs> Lesbian stereotype resistance. resistance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I think, too, an important thing is that if you do move in together, um, move into a place that you can afford on your own. Um, I think that's the biggest that's problem so is that hard. when people have breakups, then they, they're they like, well, I can't afford the place on my own. And then I know so many lesbians who have lived with their exes. Mm-hmm. I live with mine for like <laughs> I've heard it too. a month and I've a half, two months. I've heard this exact months. same thing. I had to live with my ex for the ex. It sounds like yeah. a... Like a like a lesbian, like like we should have an eight hundred number. Like if yeah. you know a lesbian who lives with their ex, call right now. Every donate that every dollar that you donate can help get an ex out of her. Oh, I lesbian knew one like a telephone apartment. with yeah. all the all of our few celebrities are like lined up. I know one that Kate McKinnon is waiting for your call. Yeah, <laughs> I know one that shared a bed. Shared a bed. I did that. Oh with- God. Yeah. I did it for I did it for like a month and a half, two months. Yeah, I've no. done it. Yeah, it was really awkward. Oh my god, it was really really awkward. I would the crying I would is hit the most the couch awkward sometimes, part. but she eventually ended up 
turning the it was a one bedroom apartment. She's still there, but it's she basically turned the living room. It was a, it's a really nice place, but she turned the living room common area into like a studio and the the bedroom was turned into a room that uh, her roommate just rents from her. So I'm writing it kind down of worked the out. telethon idea. Yeah, but That's the te- really I mean I think the telethon funny. is real. Like there needs to be like a like a fund of like breaking leases early specifically for lesbian relationships. That honestly, were- it should be like a f- financial advisors. Like they're telling everyone, oh, prepare for retirement, prepare for disasters. Yeah. With lesbian specific, there should be like a little checkbox. Check Are you a lesbian? You need a fund of one month's rent. Yeah. <laughs> A Always fund. available. Always. Yeah. That's your breakup safety net. When, Crazy. When my wife left her ex, she started staying in hotels to not be in the same apartment. Damn. Yikes. Yeah. But in New York City, honestly, if you know how to use Priceline, it kind of adds up to the same or amount like as Airbnb. rent. Really? Yeah. It's not that much more expensive and you're not paying utilities or anything like that. I mean, it's kind of expensive, but it's well, not... Well, depending what your rent is and depending where you're staying. Like, I feel yeah. like a hostel mm-hmm. is going to be cheaper. Oh, a hostel's cheaper than, than rent in New York, yeah. for sure. God, I can't imagine staying in a hostel in the city that I live in. That would suck. Yeah. So hard. I mean, for me, it was fun because I got to I meet just up imagine, with her. <laughs> I don't know what hostels are. I imagine <laughs> hostels is like the place where there's like bed, like bunk beds and random Sometimes European Sometimes they have private rooms for yeah. all the okay. money. Well, that's cool. That's fine then. Yeah. I don't know what the New York ones are like, but the European ones can be really clean. Okay, cool. Yeah. I, I had Keep a lot of mind. good hostel experiences in Europe and then one really bad one where a guy woke me up when I was sleeping and asked me to have sex with him. <laughs> Standard, I think. Yeah, that, yeah. Well, that could happen course. anywhere. I was terrified. That can happen just women sleep. sleeping. That's yeah. like if you're a woman and you've ever slept, that may have happened. Right. To you. Are you a woman? Have you slept? <laughs> Has a man woken you up asking to put it in? Oh God, God. awful. Get rid of them all. I know. This guy, he was married and had kids. Because the, the hostel had yeah. a, a bar, and I said I had a boyfriend because I knew if I said I had a girlfriend, he wouldn't take that seriously. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, I, I miss my boyfriend so much. I can't wait to see that boyfriend yeah. of mine. Maybe it was obvious that I was lying. I can't and, wait to do penis things with him. Yeah, I can't wait to touch his, <laughs> touch you his penis. You don't get hit on, right? I no, feel like I God, put on no. such gay vibes. Like <laughs> men don't hit on me unless they are weird yeah. <laughs> and then there's nothing you yeah. can say you could be like my vagina is actually a lion yeah. and, they're, and they're just like great that's what i'm into <laughs> oh god yeah i don't get hit on it's it's amazing yeah and me neither uh i do have a question from a listener from a uh, lamar mclean mclean mm-hmm. i don't know uh on twitter and he wants to know is it pathetic to text your ex's happy birthday even though they never send you any I yes yeah I think so as someone um, who does it absolutely <laughs> it is pathetic and I know it I know I'm aware of when my ex's birthdays are but I I don't I don't do the I don't do happy birthday and they don't send me anything either I also generally don't do happy birthday texts at all yeah like to my friends for the most part I mean I kind of do but I I for sure don't do social media happy birthday things do you want to know why I don't text my ex's happy birthday why. Because my mom does it for me. (laughs) Moms can always be counted on to have a little bit too much contact with your exes. Yeah. My mom wouldn't unfriend my my ex. I should just put a name to it. But my ex from 10 years ago, my mom would not unfriend her. (laughs) 
And I was like, please just stop. I don't want you to be Facebook friends with her. Yeah. And she's like, that's mean. And I don't want her to get a notification. I'm like, she won't get a notification, but she's, she's out of my life. So she should be out of your life too. Yeah. And my mom refused to do this. And uh, I found out from my sister yesterday that that ex wished my mom a happy birthday a couple weeks ago. Shut up. And called her mom. <gasps> she said... Happy birthday, mom, to your mom. Apparently, that's, my mom didn't tell rules. me this. My mom didn't tell me this. I know. So that's why I'm saying what? it was a mistake. I thought skipping a generation of exes would make it okay to let this person back in my no, life. No, that's so fucked up. But that I'm is like, the most fucked up this? thing I've ever heard. That is, in if, theory, if I it dated, sounds okay to skip a generation, but I mean, clearly in practice, it's if not okay. If someone I was I married know, to called so nice. my mom, mom, I would I think freak out. Yeah, no one should be calling <laughs> your mom, mom, unless it's you or a sibling. Like you're not antiquated. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I mean, Maybe. I wouldn't mind if, if I mean, Cecilia I some, called my mom, I've, mom, I'd be totally down with that. Yeah. I mean, my mom refers All the to time or just like playfully? Playfully, like, hey, mom, like on the phone. I yeah. Don't know. Like all the time. <laughs> I mean, like, I think like my mom, dad. Mom, I don't feel well. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't no, know. Mom, I mean, lay past the salt. Yeah. I, I guess my, my dad used to call my mom's mom, mom. Oh, okay. Okay. I mean, I think it's, it's, it's it's I, I guess it's okay. It's a it's a different story with your current person, but like an ex, absolutely not. I had to like oh, I no, also had ex, to repeatedly not. ask my mom to not be Facebook friends with an ex once because she would yeah. write under her post like looks great or like you know some little compliment about some po- picture. I'm like mom, can you st- you got to stop seriously? Like feel- just you're not we're not together anymore. The parent thing is also so interesting and it's such a generational thing too. Like with my mom, I had two serious girlfriends who were very close with my family, like mm-hmm. hung out without me close. Like they yeah. would sometimes go and do things, not all the time, but like occasionally they would like go and do something because I thought it was stupid, but they wanted to go do it. <laughs> and I was like, cool with that. Like I thought, oh, that's neat. Mm-hmm. And then when you break up, like your parents get really upset because mm-hmm. my yes. mom got upset because like these are people, yeah. you know, coming into life. And I remember she said to me, it was a hard conversation. She was like, the next serious girl that you date, like please take time to think about whether or not you want to like introduce me. Yeah. And how much you want to hang out because it it hurts to like keep having these people come in and out of oh. my life, especially <laughs> lesbians. Is the the attachment right. so strong so fast? Like yeah. your, your mom is you hauling with you. Yeah, yeah. you want to be, <laughs> you know, and it's not her choice. Right. That, that's an interesting aspect of it too, and and hetero relationships deal with this as well. But uh, w- one of the hardest, if if not the hardest part of my divorce, was losing my ex-wife's family. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really lose them though because we had such a good relationship that they stayed in touch. I went out to dinner several times with my uh my former mother-in-law and we were we just got so close during that mm-hmm. time and I was really ingrained in part of the family and I was, you know, at at all of the holidays and I really looked at them like another set of parents and not just like my my ex-wife's parents mm-hmm. and uh and losing that was was really hard because it, then it was weird because it's like it's not the same so when it ends it's like yeah you can still have a relationship with them but they're not technically my family anymore mm-hmm. and even though they say they are I'm not coming to the holidays anymore I'm not coming to to this nor nor should I because I need to move on with my life and they need to move on with theirs and it's not going to be fair to whoever uh, my my ex-wife is with in another relationship. And uh, 
think things kind of though finally stopped once uh once I remarried. Yeah. And then they're like, Oh, you're someone else's daughter in law now. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, it's a bummer. Sad. Very sad. Hmm. Yeah. I do not miss my ex's family at all. I think no. they were very <laughs> happy that the whole thing came to well, they were like yeah. homophobic. Yeah. But like no. that oh that was hard. I was, was never hard. too close to Max's family. That's tough. Not that I mean it was they're nice, but I just I was never like excited to be around them or anything. It was just always something I sort of endured. I was terrified. I had to like psych myself up for it. Oh really? Get in the zone. Yeah. Oh, I'm like usually good with like parents. I love oh, yeah. parents. Yeah. Make them laugh. Parents are yeah. my jam. But yeah. like Me this, too. Is that a lesbian thing? I think so. Yeah, probably. Maybe because we have to be better at it. Yeah, because we have to be. Yeah, because we're like, turning we, straight girls. That's we got to be fucking we do. killing it. Oh that's man, when I meet, true. I haven't met my. I've, I've, my girlfriend's family lives in California. I've only met her sister, um, and she has another sister and parents that I haven't met yet. And I just, I've got to be like, I need to be on my A game. Like that's whatever right. beyond A game is, I need to be at that point Re- when I'm researching meet them. their hobbies. Not only beforehand. Yeah, 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 everything like. I got to come correct to this. Like, it's got to happen. But there's a lot of pressure when you're the first woman, especially at our age. It's not like we're in high school or college or, you know, I mean, we're 31. It's like, this is going to be wildly different for them. So I need to, like, keep that in mind. But also, I got to have, like, some good stuff ready. I got to be my (laughs) Some anecdotes. Yeah. (laughs) I got to have a lot of cool stories. I'm going to bring gifts. It's going to be great. Yeah, I couldn't get the dad to like me. He, uh, really? I couldn't get him to talk to me. Ugh, Isn't that that's rough? Brutal. I was happy about that. Like, do you I think was, maybe he was gay? Um, he, he was he afraid that that problems. you would like really would touch off it. on his gay yeah. feelings, or yeah, that you would smell <laughs> it and pick I up don't on know. it. I think I think the mom was gay actually, yeah. because I remember. Oh, this should not go. You might. Can you bleep out the name? <laughs> anyway, uh, I shouldn't. That's uh, all right. Say Marge. This. Marge. My <laughs> ex from however many years ago named Sally, mm-hmm. uh, she, her mom, she said to her mom, like, you know, the whole thing, like the standard gay things, like, uh, well, c- can you imagine making a choice to like just kiss a woman and, and marry her? And the mom was like, yeah. Oh. Like ex- she was expecting like, no, I couldn't do that. And, yeah. For, yeah. and then for her to follow up with the classic, well, I can't go the other way. Um, but her mom was like, yeah, I can make that, can make that choice. Yeah. And she was like, what? Like that thing became like a different conversation. It was like, mom, yeah. are you, are you bisexual or perhaps gay? Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot. Mom? Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why he hated me. I don't know. That wow. could be it. Both, both Maybe kids, there was, some, the way, there had to be something women, in so. there. Oh, really? Yeah. They're both, both of his daughters are gay. So I'm like oh, really great. happy about it. That guy, that's that. karma right there. That is, yeah, that's pretty serious. I mean, if if it's genetic, then yeah, I well, it might be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a lot of gay cousins. Yeah, I have uh, I have a couple gay cousins on on actually both members. sides of the family, and on my dad's side of the family, uh, like dating back, I think. Uh, I don't know if it was like my grandma's brother was gay or his son was gay and killed himself or something i don't know Yikes. but there's like a history of uh gayness on the french side of my family uh have well, you those french you know, yeah i was gonna say yeah pretty the history gay. of gayness on the french side <laughs> that just sounds that sounds pretty on brand <laughs> do you know any uh lesbians or queer women who after they get out of a same-sex relationship hook up with men 
I know of one. Yes. Yeah. That's and it thing. was her first I've never time. done that, but Oh, it was yeah. her first? Oh, yeah. wow. That must have been a hard breakup. I don't know. I think she was going through some shit. And she, like, regrets it. Of course. I had a friend who once slept with a guy, and it was her, her first time sleeping with a guy. It was after a, a long-term relationship she had with a woman, and she just couldn't bear to be in something that was uh, had any emotion mm-hmm. or any emotional attachment for her. So um, I, don't, I don't know if she regrets it, but I feel like that's a reason yeah. that, uh, that a lot of lesbians or queer women will turn to men because they're like, oh, my, my feelings have taken a beating, beating yeah. and they're not. Yeah. I think this might've been the same kind of thing. She never mm-hmm. said that, but like she wanted something with like, no, she had like no feelings. For yeah. Her. Yeah. I don't know. I think, but for me it would be. I just don't think I would enjoy it. I don't like, think, I don't, yeah, I don't think I, I could. Like I've thought about like in my adult life, I've like contemplated my my sexuality and mm-hmm. thought about like like mentally I think I can get there like mentally I'm like yeah I could like I could have sex with a guy but then when I meet men right then I'm like or like when them. I when I yeah. talk to them I never even have that thought it right. doesn't even cross my mind yeah I've, I've thought about it in theory like yeah oh, theory. I've never I've never slept with a man and you know I wonder what that would be like but then I'm like I really have zero I mean, urge and I and I can't I can't picture myself. I just I can't. can't imagine a yeah. scenario in which I would even want to engage in an extended period of time with that. Like I don't even want to spend that much time with them, let alone. <laughs> like I can't even imagine. Like have you, like just speaking to them? I'm like I find you so just irredeemable <laughs> as a person. I do know a couple of cool guys, but I'm very good friends with them and they are like married or, you know, whatever. I would just net, like, there's just no, I don't see them as these like potentially sexual beings in any way. I feel like they have these like rounded off Ken doll parts down there that I just oh, want so nothing funny. to do with. Most of my friends are guys. Cause like in comedy, like I have so many guy friends mm-hmm. and that's what I think. Like, Oh, maybe I could sleep like just to have the experience. Like, Oh, I could sleep with one of my friends. And then I think like, okay, who could it be? And I like theorize about it. Yeah. And then I go and hang out with him. And I'm not thinking about him anymore. Right. And the thought doesn't cross my mind. And I'm like, oh, you're not attracted yeah. to him. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's the key thing the here. The key you're is not attraction. A- yeah. yeah. And it's I'm just, just not. not ever going to happen. There's just literally no way. I'm also very capable of sleeping with women without feelings attached, which I think is. Oh, I'm not. Oh, I. that's mostly what I've done. I mean, I. Yeah. if you're looking at like my entire sexual resume, I've had zero feelings for most of these people. Which sounds worse than it is, I think. But like saying it out loud is like, ooh, that sounds bad. No, but, it doesn't sound bad. But yeah, I mean, I've I've in in periods of my life where I was like single and just sort of casually dating, which has been most of my New York life, I've fully been okay with like hooking up without even a twinge of feelings. So it is a blessing and a curse, I suppose, to have that superpower. But I don't know. Kind of wish I had it. Yeah, it's kind of nice. I mean, it was nice at the time. Um, I don't know. I feel like because I'm in such a committed, amazing relationship right now, I don't, I, I have a hard time picturing that happening again for me, but I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I've, I've been able, casual sex has been nothing, not a big deal for me. But how? Because with lesbians, like mm-hmm. I know casual sex with straight people sounds like the women don't come. 
That's that's just my understanding. Like it's like oh, they don't. They, yeah, like or All like some women, women can to, like yeah. can make it happen because they're better at like controlling it. But like, doesn't sound like guys are going down on girls no. or doing that stuff. Like he they're comes, not. he it's leaves, it's done. Yeah. So like with lesbians. And, like, I feel like for good oral sex, you have to, like, kind of have more communication and, oh, like, yeah. know each other. That's the way it sounds. And it sounds like that's hard for hooking up. Like, I feel like with hooking up, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, I've always – it's always been okay, but it's never been great sex. Like, it's never been, like yeah. – I've never I've never been able to have what I would consider, like, great with, with a casual hookup. Um, but – I've I don't know I've 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 gotten more enjoyment out of like the build up to hooking up with someone like the the making out and like the clicking and all the the conversational kind of stuff than I ever really have out of like the actual act itself. Which, that makes sense. I don't know, but that so that's what it was more like for me when I was single and like just kind of hooking up with people. Is it was it was more of like a fun comprehensively it was like fun but the sex itself was like good not great i've never really Mm. been single also it's like another thing Mm. like ever i'm a serial monogamous me too yeah i mean i yeah before my first wife i made myself be single for uh five or six months and i didn't go on a single nailed it yeah. I'm single for the first time in my life and I'm mostly just focusing on comedy. Yeah. Yeah. So I really am not dating. I, I thought and I was I'm gonna do so that. productive. Oh, I can't imagine how productive I would be. I'm not even really lone like I'm doing I'm like this is the happiest I've ever been. That's great. That's maybe awesome. I should just be alone. I don't know. There's I, a difference between being alone and being single though. Like yeah. single is a relationship status, whereas alone sounds more like you're not alone, you know, you have like friends and you have a career yeah, and you yeah. have all this like i don't know i've always had such a thing with the word alone because i feel like it sounds it sounds bad but it's it doesn't you're not really alone you know when, i do have my cat you do have your cat <laughs> yeah when, when i was going Which through my divorce <laughs> <laughs> i i thought i don't even i'm like I, I can't even imagine being with somebody else i can't imagine being vulnerable to to anybody um, having to get naked in, some, in front mm-hmm. of another person because I've been exclusive with this other person for so long and it just, all those thoughts, I'm like, no way. I'm just going to focus on comedy and I'm going to be so productive and I'm going <laughs> to go to all those late night shows I never got to go to and go to all those mics and that lasted for a couple months. <laughs> 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 and then I fell into this relationship but, but luckily my wife is super supportive and uh, allows me to spend loads of time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> On comedy, so that's great. Um, one one last question before we uh, start winding things down. Uh, if you use them, do you <laughs> buy a new dildo for yeah. a new relationship? I think you need to. I don't have one. I okay, recently now, have one. I mean, you don't have to just mm-hmm. – you can speak about it hypothetically. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of people think that I do because of my stand-up. Yeah, I feel like with my stand up, I feel pretty dildo heavy. A little Your material, super, I, 100% <laughs> dildo. Um, what one of my jokes I've told? Welcome to the dildo told, hour. <laughs> well, one of my jokes I've told for a while is I say a lot of people don't realize they're I'm gay when they meet me because most days I leave my strap on at home. And I'm like, uh, I don't know how many people take that seriously and think like, oh, well, I think people think the I'm do. the one, right? They do, and I think most people think that I'm the one wearing it too. Yeah, like and like like the. Because I present a little, not like a little more masculine or like aggressive on stage than I really am 
Um, I don't know. It, there are different facets of your personality, but I've never had one. If I did have one, I imagine that I would be buying it for the person. That's how I yes. feel yeah. because yeah. obviously they're going to have preferences um, yeah. about – and I imagine I would – now I'm putting – okay, now I'm, like, really trying to, like, thought experiment. If I, if I were in the one receiving, I would have preferences. So yeah, of course. Yeah. They should, too. So you should always buy a new – a fresh it's, new dildo right, right out of the box. I think that's one of the, be- that's one the, of the benefits. A fresh new dildo. <laughs> a guide to new relationships. <laughs> I, I think the, the fact that our dicks are disposable is one of the, the benefits it, that you never, you That's don't have true. to share that. And then uh, I agree that it's something that a couple should probably mm-hmm. purchase together and have a conversation about before you just pull one out of your bedside yeah, table. Yeah, you can't just yeah. pull, yeah. You can't just that whip one of those out. You're like, I, Every you don't Susan know. you've come across. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually think it would depend on the size. Like if you pulled out a teeny weeny one, I'd be like, all right. Yeah. Well, I'm not intimidated Maybe. by that. But if yeah. you pulled out like a foot long, I'd be like, whoa, whoa, right. we never spoke about this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's probably a whole episode on this, but. As someone very, very new to the, the world of having toys, um, they are definitely purchased better together. That's usually, a, that's almost always, I think, with women, a thing that is bought yes, together, I guess. But it's also a so traumatic then, experience because so many of them, if you ever go into a, a sex shop, are made to look real. And I'm like, yeah. who are yeah. these for? Yeah. Who wants veins on their plastic <laughs> penis that they're buying? Right. Like nobody wants I it to look real. I wish there were more whimsical varieties like polka dots and stripes right. and stuff like that. Yeah. Because that, they like, have just glittery ones, which well, there could someone be, there's there's the right one pretty standard much dildo local. and then you, and then it comes with like different cases like an iPhone. Like there should be yeah. a wall of like <laughs> the skins that you can buy. Ew, I hate calling it skins. skins but like, that's really that's gross. so gross. Like Does the, that exist? The casing, I don't know, like a... Sausage casing. Yeah, like you can... Oh, yeah, oh, it's all so bad. I know. But yeah, like Call you should be able to buy like... Yeah, there should a be more. So as far as dildo blankets go, there should be a whole wall of them <laughs> that, that you can really choose. Cool. Like I want the one that has like little little triangles on it or like little... I don't know. Yeah, because it is, or like the thing that I keep hearing from lesbians who use dildos and have slept with men, Mm -hmm. the thing that I always hear that I don't fully believe, but like I have to take their word for it, (laughs) is that it's a totally different experience than being with a man. They're like, it's not meant to be like a man replacement. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a totally different experience. Yeah. Yeah. So the dildos should not look realistic. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You're not trying. You're. It's definitely not about replacing men. No. Or trying to even simulate. It's also not your primary. Yeah. Like. Yeah. It's not your primary. It's like a fun thing that you have every once in a while, but it's yeah. not. You know. It's not the. It's not what. It's not the normal thing that we do. Yeah. I feel like I don't know what lesbian sex is anymore. I feel like the more I talk <laughs> about lesbian sex with other lesbians, I'm like, what? Dude? Yeah. <laughs> What? And maybe I'm not having it because I'm dating straight women. So, like, right, maybe right. I'm having my own unique brand of sex that, like, no one else is having. I kind of hit the jackpot with my girlfriend because she's, like, awesome in every way in that department. And it's, like, very – she's definitely not straight. Like, she <laughs> she would tell you that she – like, she lived a straight lifestyle. If you're listening right now, she's sudden, not jacking now your identity. She's, like, yeah, she's she, not defining it for you. She's, like – she's – for sure, not completely straight, but that. Well, none of but them it's are. It's been this like discovery. I. That's right? the whole none fucking of them are. point. Exactly. Yeah. If I fell in love with a man tomorrow, as traumatic <laughs> as that would be, 
I would say that I was bisexual. Right. I would immediately You're not, change yeah. my label. Yeah. Because that would mean that I'm bi. I right. have never had those feelings for a man, so I say that I'm gay. Yeah. And when girls fall for me, I don't impose it on them, but... <laughs> But guess what? You're a little bi. You're yeah. at least a little. You're a little bi. Yeah. There's yeah. a tiny bit of you. You don't have to take on the full label, but like you need to recognize this is not straight plus right. me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think there's a difference between two straight women just hooking up for, for funsies. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to, uh, you know, multiple times be with a, an alpha lesbian, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then you're, you're kind of gay. Um, I just love the term alpha lesbian. I'm I'm in. I'm yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna start judging all future guests on whether they're they're an alpha. <laughs> whether or, beta. or not you could win a fight. Right. Yeah. Know, what they don't Sarah. see is that we immediately started a fist fight when we met each other today. <laughs> we both we have bloody noses. Yeah. <laughs> she won. There's urine in both corners of the studio. <laughs> I just was, sat where there was no no pee. They they put like a short little blonde girl in the middle yeah. of the studio, and <laughs> we just grunted at each other, <laughs> like walked in a circle. All right. Oh, that's well, great. that's going to wrap it up on we'll, we'll end breakups on uh, dildo chat uh, <laughs> as our sign off question for the week. Uh, this one's going to be not as random. It's related uh, to the topic, but I want to know what same sex breakup uh, bummed you guys out the most. So I'm thinking probably celebrity or mm-hmm. maybe fictional. I'll start off by saying uh, Lindsay Lohan and Samantha Ronson. Oh. <laughs> that was one of my top. That was one of my top that I thought of. Yeah, I think because uh, I think that that would have saved Lindsay Lohan when she mm-hmm. was in that relationship. It was the time she <gasps> was right. not getting arrested. Yeah. She wasn't making headlines for, for crazy shit. She was just going and maybe she was still doing drugs and stuff, but at least yeah, I'm Samantha, sure Samantha kept it under wraps. Yeah. You're so right. That was her. But it was her kept under wraps. Peak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was, she was finally doing after having like a couple rocky years, it seemed like, uh, a lesbian relationship gave her stability. Mm-hmm. Maybe she was with someone who valued her as a human and oh, not as yeah. a female object and right. probably got something out of it that she hadn't gotten out of other re- relationships before. Of course, I'm just speculating. But, uh, you know, it's the same thing as with Whitney Houston, which I'm always going to bring up Whitney Houston right. in these episodes. Uh, Is that- Whitney Houston secretly gay? Like what? No, she's oh. bisexual. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bobby Brown came up in um, or came out with a book and finally it was the first person to admit it but she had her personal assistant and best friend for a while uh was a, a lesbian and they were together nice secretly <laughs> yeah what's Hence, your celebrity breakup yeah okay so i realized when i got this question i was like i don't really follow a lot so i'm gonna go blast from the past when Ellen and Anne Hayes broke oh, up. Yeah. The, the yeah. reason I say it is because I was maybe 12 or 13 at the time that it happened, and it still affected me. And yeah. I wasn't even out of the closet, For obviously. Sure. Didn't even know that I was gay, but I remember feeling like, oh, man, Anne, how dare you? Because <laughs> she went to men after. The betrayal. Yeah. It, yeah. it affected me almost oh, yeah. as if it were like a, uh, you know, like a future, like I was like glimpsing into my future mm-hmm. a little bit <laughs> and feeling the feelings that I would feel. It sucked because when Ellen came out, she was in a relationship with her. And that mm-hmm. was, you know, that's, 
I mean, it's not embarrassing for for Ellen because I don't think anybody no, faulted super, her. It's super embarrassing, but it does feel embarrassing. Super like, embarrassing. If, if you're the I person, I think Ellen would say yeah, I'm she embarrassed by that. Probably felt yeah. really embarrassed, even though she shouldn't say that because she didn't do anything wrong. She didn't do anything like, wrong. There's no, reason, there's no reason to feel yeah. embarrassment. But like, even I felt embarrassment when my girlfriend broke up with me. I was like, "Are you going to date?" I went to a women's college. And I was like, "Are you going to?" date guys at Haverford because like that was like the <laughs> college across the street basically yeah and I was like are you gonna date those guys and she was like I don't know and I was like you cannot date them it's yeah. going to ruin it's gonna ruin life so hard because you understand like I can't have people thinking that I was subpar in right. some capacity that like you uh, you're yeah. going I'm getting like heated right now thinking about yeah. it yeah like, I, I can't have people thinking that like that I was that, so bad that I that, drove you back right, to men. Right, yeah. like that I was missing something or like, yeah. you know, and so it's so embarrassing. That's the I'm risk. getting hot thinking mm-hmm. about like. That's, I, that's the, risk the risk of colleges, no, of college relationships is that uh, a, a couple of the, the women I hooked up with in college um, are, I mean, one married a man and then uh, the, the other one that? I know has been with men. They uh, call uh, them lugs. Uh, lugs. 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 Yeah. Yeah. graduation. Yeah. <laughs> or as I like to say, traitor. <laughs> Traitor. <laughs> Lux is too nice. Yeah. <laughs> Betrayal. Oh, uh, god. I mean, I just call them unhappy now, so whatever. <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe that. Like, I have such, like, a fluid, like, with these types of women that, like, date only one or two women in their lifetime, I am so empathetic to their mm-hmm. struggle because I know how I mean, hard to now? redefine your entire identity. Yeah. Sure. You know, I get it. It's, it's tough. Mm-hmm. But I knew women in college who dated multiple women. Like, we had parties at my college called Pink Taco Parties oh, that were, nice. like, these lesbian nice. gatherings. <laughs> yeah. I was terrified at them. Uh, but they were they were so gay. It was, like, the closest yeah. thing we had to an L word type community. And uh, some of these women who were, you know, it wasn't your typical, like, girl trying things out in college. They were... At a pink taco party. Yeah, yeah. They, they <laughs> were just end up there. Part of the sparkle motion and they... <laughs> but with women like that, like, I wonder if they're, like, they're bisexual. This is what I think. Like, girls who are, like, bu- truly bisexual, like, somewhere in the middle, like, 60-40 or 50-50, mm-hmm. like, those yeah. girls, do they just mostly end up with men because it's easier? I really That's think, like, I it's got to be easier. easier. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's easier you don't socially. Have to come out it's easier to your socially. family. Yeah. And not not that they that's not meant to be like a diss at them. Like if I could like have the easier path, like I totally would. But I've yeah, already I have the wardrobe even... and like committed to the lifestyle. <laughs> so like I couldn't do it. I've bought way too many pairs of men's jeans. But to that's make what that I decision. right exactly. That's what I mean. Like if I <laughs> fell in love with a man tomorrow, it would be it would be disastrous for your brand. Uh, disastrous for my brand. I have to rewrite <laughs> all this material. Blah blah blah. But like yeah. I would also have to come out to my family like as straight like yeah. because coming, coming out would be weird coming out is not about being gay it's like about like having something that you're hiding mm-hmm. yeah so like this would be something that would be totally and so for those women if you fell in love with a man genuinely and fell in love with a woman genuinely i understand why you would choose the lifestyle that you've already choose the identity that mm-hmm. you've already created for yourself yep. yeah that makes sense that society has created for right. you that makes perfect sense yeah Sarah, I I was gonna say Ellen and Anne, but only because of the context and the time in which it it took place. Um, also, a context and time thing. This is so stupid, but I was really personally devastated by the fictional breakup of 
Bet and Tina when it first happened. Yes. On the show. And so, what was that? Season two? Season one. Season one, yeah. When uh, when Bet cheated and got caught and everything. That really, like, ruined my life for a minute. Like, I was so invested as, like, a baby lesbian who, like, hadn't really come out at all yet. That was my only pop cultural thing to watch. And it was just, like, so heartbreaking to watch these two go through that, even though it was poorly written and decently acted. But I, I would like to unpack this more, but again, <laughs> uh, The L Word is a three-part series that we're going to have to do <laughs> right before The L Word reboot comes yes. back. Uh, uh, you guys ever watch Orphan Black? Yes. No. <laughs> well, Kasima, She hasn't seen anything. Kasima's relationship. Oh, wait. Uh, I won't spoil hold on. anything. Yeah, I haven't seen the latest season, but I will say that... I love that relationship. Uh, Sarah, Sarah's girlfriend looks like Cosima. No fucking way. I'm oh, in love with her. Sorry. Yes. Sorry, Sarah's girlfriend. Show a picture. No fucking way. <gasps> wow. Yeah. Doesn't she? Yeah. She looks, the first time I saw a picture, a I was like, whoa. She's beautiful and French, but, but not actually French. Yeah. And, and I know the French accent is not perfect, but I don't care. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's great. Oh, wow. She really looks she like her. She really looks like her. But Sarah doesn't know that reference. I don't know. I don't know. It's a great <laughs> lesbian relationship. I'm assuming she's. I'm assuming she's hot. I but. love that re- lesbian relationship because it is the only love um, plot line on the entire show, and oh, every yes. other character is straight. Yeah, oh, cool. except okay. well, every main character is straight. Yeah. So yeah. she's the only lesbian main character, and it's so cool to have that. The, the, produ- the producers decided or the writers decided that was going to be the love interest. And mm-hmm. I love that. I think that's so cool. I love that too. And they yeah, don't even make a, a thing show. about it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it when it's not a big deal. It's just normal. We're just normal mm-hmm. like everyone else. Um, Ashley, what do you want to, what do you want to plug? You have a web series, you have a show coming up. Yeah. I, I, um, I'm going to plug my show because okay. it's my first, I, uh, it's my first, I'm doing a monthly show at New York Comedy Club, and you can just go to New York Comedy Club and look for the picture of my face, uh, <laughs> but it's called the Smash Gold Comedy Show. Um, it's, it's really cool. We're trying to keep it super diverse. On this first month, it's, I'm, headli- well, I'm headlining every month, but also co-headlining is Emma Willman, who's been yes. on the late, uh, Stephen Colbert did her late night set on that. She's awesome, so it's going to be the two of us and a couple of other people that I haven't uh, announced yet because I'm not quite sure, but I'm trying to keep it really diverse. Every lineup's going to be different and I'm proud of that. So yes. it's on the 9th, Monday the 9th at 7 p.m. And awesome. with code ASHGAVS, it's only five bucks. Whoa! Yeah. That is a steal. That Fantastic. is a steal for a New York club show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not trying to make any money. I just want people to come and watch me. Validation is more more of a currency in my life than cash. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Yes. But we will also take cash. So mm-hmm. <laughs> feel free to <laughs> slip us some money. Well, once I did a, a show and the – because you do so many free shows as a stand-up comic that the host, like, slid me money in the handshake when I got up on stage and it was 60 bucks and I was like, what? Yes, that's a lot. Of, I got paid 60 bucks at a show once and I was like, are you fucking sure? Yeah, yeah. Are that's you, a big deal. That's more than club spend. Yeah, yeah, I know. It was only pay like 25 bucks. It was a bar show in Buffalo. Damn. But we got that many people to come. And I was like, I should just do comedy outside of New York City. <laughs> that's, it's kind of nice. It pays. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, you can follow 
us out on Diking Out at Diking Out on all social media platforms. And uh, you can check out my upcoming shows at cbcomedy.com. And uh, Sarah and I, just as a reminder, we both write for the feminist variety show called The Box. And we're so excited. We've moved to a new venue. Mm -hmm. And our season three premiere is going to be at Littlefield on October 28th. Nice. It's going to be awesome. And we have uh, Aparna. Yay! Is going to be uh, one of the panelists on the show, and we have a lot of great sketches and one that uh, one that we a video sketch that I wrote that I'm so excited about to see the final product of, and uh, and then Sarah, one of yeah, one of mine will be on there as well. Great! So we (laughs) both we both got material in for the show. It's great. (laughs) We're writing stuff. It's getting filmed. That's our life. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So come to the box show on the 28th. Uh, Check out New York Comedy Club to see the Smash Gold show. And thank you so much, as always, for diking out with us and dike out with us next week. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.